You're listening to the Meeting Midway podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Brad Biggerstaff. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. And now, today's talk comes from Pastor Brad Biggerstaff. Well, today, Pastor Jenny is out once again suffering for the Lord in Hawaii. <laughs> and so you get me two weeks in a row. Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. But today, Jenny also leaves me with a rather tough text. So today, I invite you to hear the Word of God coming from Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbiter over you? And then he said to them, Take care, be on guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And one day he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night of your life is demanding of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is those who store up treasures for themselves that are not rich toward God. This is the word of God for the people of God. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. So it is those who store up treasures for themselves that are not rich toward God. I'm going to take another sip of water real quick. Because today on my third Sunday preaching with you, I get to preach on a text that every preacher and every commentator that I encountered this week struggles with mightily, myself included. Because this text is all about wealth. It's all about abundance. It's about value. It comes after our very wallets. In our text, it's about a farmer who does well for himself during a particular harvest. But today, here, in this room, it penetrates into each and every one of us here. And it challenges us. And it calls us to think about the worldly abundance that we have. And in a time where there is more abundance to go around than ever in the history of the world, this isn't a very easy sermon. It's not one where I'll 
really insert any jokes like I have the past couple sermons. There are no video clips today, no fun illustrations. But I do assure you this preface, that there is good news in this passage. In a world where worldly abundance is pushed and emphasized, there is heavenly abundance that surpasses human understanding. And we get to experience that in a few moments at this table. Truly good news. But first, we do need to be honest about our worldly abundance for us to truly taste the heavenly abundance that God has for us. So I invite you to hear the Word of God once again, but this time I'm going to read it in the paraphrased version of the message written by Eugene Peterson. Hear the Word of the Lord. Someone out of the crowd of the thousands said to Jesus, Teacher, order my brother to give me a fair share of my family inheritance. And Jesus replied, Mr. What makes you think it's any of my business to be a judge or a mediator in this matter? Then speaking to the people, Jesus went on, Take care, protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. Then he told them a story. The farm of a certain rich man produced a terrific crop. And he talked to himself and said, What can I do? My barn isn't big enough for the harvest. Then he said, Here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns, build bigger ones, and then I'll gather all the goods and the grain, and I'll say to myself, Self, you've done well. You've made it. You can now retire. Take it easy and have the time of your life. Didn't just then. God showed up and said, Fool, tonight you die and your barn full of goods. Who gets it? That's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. In our text today, the hard words of Jesus reverberate amongst the crowd of thousands that have gathered around to hear him. Crowds that have gathered because they've heard about a man who heals, they heard about a man who casts out demons, who walks on water, who does all these miraculous things. And then in Luke chapter 12, we have this little moment where a wealthier man comes forward. There's been a death in the family. There's an inheritance to be had. So he poses the question to Jesus. Should I ask my brother for part of the inheritance? And then Jesus addresses the individual person, telling him what does he have anything to do with this family matter, to be the judge or mediator in this matter. And then, with the crowd hearing this interaction between this man and Jesus, Jesus addresses the crowd about not clinging on to greed, about not clinging to what we have. Likely the verdict for this one individual doesn't really affect the crowd, but it is likely that the crowd witnesses and hears the message to not hold on to the abundance 
that they have. The disciples also hear, mainly in the next part of this passage of next week, that they should actually give up everything that they consider necessary to follow Jesus. But nonetheless, Jesus reaches a climax of his point. And then he addresses the crowd and tells them a parable. A parable that's tough to understand sometimes. One that would have reverberated, would have been uh, troubling for most. And it is troubling for most of us, if that is we are to read it and hear it honestly. The man in this parable's The man in this parable's land produces abundantly. That's what the text says. But note that this is the land that produces and not the man. But the land produces a great harvest and the man reaps the benefits of it. More than the means he even had to store it. And so he tears his bards down to build bigger ones. Which he then fills so that he could sit back, relax, eat, drink, and be merry, because the harvest has now provided him with a comfort that he can have for many years. But for Jesus in this parable, this is when the man encounters a trap. A trap of relying on his perceived worldly abundance. An entire preservation of the self. And actually forgets what heavenly abundance is all about. A trap that, quite honestly, we all know so well. Chris Nafis, in his commentary on this passage, beautifully speaks to this trap, and he says this. The rich man is doing what almost all of us would advise our friends and family to do here in America. He has come into some extra income, and he is finding a way to save for the future. Beyond the statement, just beyond just the statement, a penny saved is a penny earned, a wisdom that we have been taught by wiser people than us, what he is doing does make good economic sense. By hanging on to his grain in this moment, he's likely planning to sell it in future years, and he probably can sell it at a larger price later on. His decisions, by all accounts, are wise. But the wisdom that it takes to navigate this fallen world, to navigate it successfully, is not the wisdom, according to Jesus, that will prepare you for the already and coming kingdom of God. This is the trap that the man falls into. This is the trap that we all fall into, myself included. When we rely on the wisdom of the world, we forget about Jesus' wisdom that calls us to be different. To truly reflect an image, a love, and a grace that impacts and changes people. I can't help but wonder how many of us, like the rich man in this parable, spend our time and our energy developing a wisdom that will only lead us to trust in things that are passing away. In the church, we claim to put our lives in the hands of Christ, but how many of us make life decisions, career decisions, financial decisions, with the goal of providing only for ourselves 
in comfort and in security. What is the difference today between a barn full of wheat and maybe a savings account? In Forsyth County, in the very space that we reside currently, I wonder, do we image Christ by not relying on worldly abundance that we possess? But do we image Christ by reflecting the abundance of his love through what he has given to us, through taking on sin and death, defeating it, resurrecting from it, for our sakes to achieve this same resurrection. For us to experience the fullness of God's love and God's grace. We are in one of the top 20 wealthiest counties out of the 3,007 counties in the United States of America based upon median household income. A number that is nine to ten times higher than what many believe to be the median in household income of the worldwide standard of $10,000. A stat that simply tells us collectively that we're doing all right here in Forsyth County. But I wonder how can we become rich towards God in the midst of our worldly abundance? Because the harvest has been good and we've got great barns, but we, the church, must be defined by heavenly abundance and not worldly abundance. So you might be wondering, what is this heavenly abundance? Pastor, where's the good news? Well, I think we saw it yesterday. In the face of a tragedy amongst the community of El Paso, in the face of an individual who committed a horrendous act because he believed in a hatred that there are those in this world who deserve to die because he does not have the worldly abundance that he believes he should. In the face of that, the residents of El Paso lined out of every door of every blood donation center in the surrounding area lined out the door to give of their own abundance. To give the blood that they were blessed to have, the blood pumping through their veins. Blessed to have and blessed to give. Blood that they know will save life. Blood that represents a sacrificial and divine love that no hate can stand against. Heavenly abundance is just that. That is what we are called to live into. Knowing of the abundance that we have been blessed with, how the harvest has been good to us, but giving completely and entirely of ourselves. The harvest has been plentiful, but we don't need new barns. We don't need to live for ourselves, forgetting about the world around us. God gave the entire fullness of who he was by coming into the world to take on flesh, to dwell among us, to show us how to truly live abundantly. 
with heavenly abundance. And really, this is tough to preach. It's tough to grapple with. It's tough to face and try to not find a workaround. The calling of Jesus is not for the faint of heart. It is not for those who would cling to their lives, their stuff, or the wisdom of the world. Our passage today tells us that nothing we possess, nothing we plan can possibly give us life, but Jesus can. The call of discipleship in our text is that we have to stop living by storing up our treasures for ourselves. Start living by giving of ourselves for others, just like Jesus did for us. And by God's grace, maybe, just maybe, we might do it one of these days. You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.